0: Hi, you're listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast with me, Dr. John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage ultimately boils down to how you motivate and get people to do things that matter. This isn't some magic trick or silver bullet to instant success, but how you can leverage neuroscience hacks to become a better leader, today than you were yesterday. The Leadership Advantage. It's why some leaders thrive, whilst others struggle. Hi there, this is John, and welcome to this week's edition of the Leadership Advantage podcast, where I'm going to be asking and talking about three fears that undermine your authenticity. And you know that situation there's something just not quite right. Something isn't sitting well on your part. You can't quite place it exactly. But there's something wrong between the words and something else. Have you heard the adage that communication is only 7% verbal? and 93% non-verbal? Of course you have. Well, much of it is a pernicious myth. It's not true. But there is some truth in the idea of congruence between what you say and how you say it. And when we witness a lack of congruence in our own perception. It's often that gut feel, that sense of unease that causes us to mistrust what we are hearing. You know, we've all hidden something about ourselves from others. We're all tempted to spin, to protect ourselves from some vulnerability or in a difficult situation. Sure, I have plenty of hidden parts, thank you. My recent intimate relationship with death has led to a great deal of mind spring cleaning. And in so doing, I've come across three common fears that cause us to hide some of our authentic selves. These three fears are rejection, exposure and vulnerability. So let's start with the fear of being rejected. Nobody likes to be rejected. We don't want to let people see what we really like because we fear disapproval. We fear rejection. The easiest way to avoid rejection is to make sure that you're not in a position to be rejected. See, if I don't ask you for help, I don't have to worry that you might refuse. If I do the job myself, I only have to rely on me. Much safer. If I don't ask for your opinion, I won't have to deal with your disapproval of my thinking. And yet, in my mind, I'll still be wondering what you think about my idea or if you think I've done that job well, even if I don't actually know you that well, but catch you looking in my direction. Why do we fear the opinions of other people, even people we don't know? It's because we all have a deep, burning desire to be loved. Actually, we need to be loved. The feeling of being loved and loving is the result of oxytocin production in the brain. It's the hormone that encourages mothers and babies to bond. It's the hormone that increases the desire to gaze lovingly at your partner. Oxytocin is responsible for that feeling of trust if i think you're rejecting me not only do i not get a dose of oxytocin i get an extra dose of cortisol and noradrenaline our favorite stress and fear chemicals thus i can have a fear of being rejected that causes me to think (laughs) that you are rejecting me Ah, which increases my fear of rejection and all i wanted was to feel loved And what matters is what I think you think. See, what I think you mean by what you say or do, not necessarily what you actually say or do. So just to be on the safe side, perhaps it's better not to expose myself to your rejection. Hmm. let's say we can overcome the fear of rejection. We're not concerned so much about the fear of rejection, but we have a fear of being exposed. This is the classic naked dream. Nobody minds their strengths being revealed. We have no problem with our positive capabilities being exposed, but when it comes to our weaknesses and in particular our insecurities, we would prefer that these remain behind lock and key. Anyone who exposes our inadequacy is in danger of experiencing rough. Even, or perhaps especially, when it is your spouse reminding you of something you thought was safely stowed in a little black box buried deep. I've worked with many senior leaders who are desperately concerned that anyone will find out that they haven't actually got it all together. Indeed, one of the first questions I get from senior leaders is about confidentiality. It shows a strong need to be open and honest and to dare to expose themselves to someone. See, we all benefit from talking about our real selves, to admit that we have weaknesses. In these days of Facebook friends, it's difficult to keep true and trusted real friends. And if you're used to hiding things from your spouse, you have to find someone to talk to eventually. All good news for the coaching industry, but less so, I think, for society. Our pride is at stake when we are exposed. In the brain, the chemical principally responsible is serotonin. With it, we feel good, proud of our achievements. Without it, we feel none of that and instead feel anxious and stressed and fearful. The real mark of a great leader is someone who exposes their weaknesses, confesses them, and asks for help in those areas. But won't that make me vulnerable? Yeah, sure it will. So then we get the fear of being vulnerable. Anyone who's been hurt in their past is scared that it might happen again and since that is everyone including you that means we are all fearful of being hurt again and the worse the hurt the worse the fear the deeper you are cut emotionally the greater the anxiety So we build defensive walls, we develop self-protective habits, we become more and more inauthentic and end up pushing well-intentioned people away because they might, just might, hurt us. As this vicious cycle continues, we have more anxiety and more stress, which makes us sick and we end up hurting ourselves. The very thing we are trying to avoid, we end up doing to ourselves rather than risk anyone else doing so. Our brain wants to experience the dopamine high of joy and happiness. But with the fear of being vulnerable, we replace that with stress and anxiety, poor health and low productivity. Of course, a quick fix to all this is to replace the lack of our happy chemicals with artificial stimulants. Gorge on chocolate to feel better about ourselves. Inhale artificial joy in nicotine or drown those fears in a bucket of booze. You want to be more effective as a leader and a shepherd, which means being close to people. Being close to people means taking the risk of being exposed being rejected, and being hurt. But in the end, it's a risk well worth taking. If you want to lead, you're going to get hurt. But you just might change the world in the process. Be courageous. Be strong. Have a fantastic week. Next podcast, I'm going to be talking about having courage and moving forward. So have a great week and do introduce your friends to this podcast. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast. You can learn more on how to motivate and get people to do things that matter over at my website at leadershipadvantage.com.